Hey everyone, and welcome back to our still unnamed post-race F1 show with me, Mike Levy, and our special guest, Flavio Briatore. Buongiorno. How's it going, Flavio? See. Si. <laughs> That's it. We're tapped out now. Ah, it's me. It's not Flavio Briatore at all. That's Henry Quinney, and Bahrain just finished the first race of the season about an hour ago. And unlike our actual pink bike work, we are showing some initiative and we're jumping on this right away. This? We're eager beavers. I know, man. Holy shit. Jeez. What I don't want Brian to get used to is us, like him being like, wow, well, they get shit done real the, quick. The thing is, if we, and this is our plea to, to everyone listening, if we make this regularly enough and it gets good, at some point, they'll have to send us to a Formula One race. Is that the goal? I think, well, let's make it. I mean, I just think that, that's yeah. You say pink cool. bike has to send us to an F one race. That's not going to happen. That's <laughs> not going. I mean, one. No, no, it's not going to happen. But it could happen. It could. But I mean, we just want to be transparent with our goals with this. Yeah, what are our goals? To not sound too stupid. Not okay. Yeah, not sound too stupid. I was thinking with that Flavio thing. I was really going to have to top it's up too my late. Tan. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think I, I want to. I think Brian, who's not listening. Because the thing is, I know that Brian's not listening because if Brian listened, this won't be on the website. Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> but Brian, if you are listening and it's some by miracle on the website, I think me and Levy going to Montreal and just basking in the glory, stroking Jensen Button's magnificent arms yeah, and saying things like just... Should we do a field test in Montreal? <laughs> 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 yeah, let's. Just the gravel bike field test. I was just fucking hammering around the street circuit. So, Henry, I came up with some alternate names for this race. Mm -hmm. uh, Ocon's Penalty Points Party. <laughs> or McLaren's Massacre. Oh, yeah. Or maybe Age is Just a Number. What What do you prefer? Oh, um, they're all pretty good. The Ocon's Point one's pretty good. Brutal. Maybe you could talk about, you know just that mclaren is turning into a bit of a piastri chef because it's butchering his chances eh? <laughs> how do you that poor boy <laughs> hey you know i remember when minardi was around and that's where everybody started so yeah. it's just like it's just like that um, but, i know but you're right but just the saga that played out yeah to them be like wow you you're in the mclaren minardi pair up i mean apparently they went they I heard that they pivoted through their concept half of the off season. Yeah. And so they understood there were going to be some really early season pains. And I think realistically as well, for a, that midfield team, I'm not saying all teams aren't all points aren't important, but everyone's going to have bad weekends in that midfield. And they might just have theirs early season and hopefully they can catch up. That's not how this works though, Henry. It, mm. I don't know. I don't think any of this looks good for McLaren. No, of course they, not. They lost their team principal yeah. to Audi. Yeah. Um, the cars are breaking. Cars aren't finishing. You know I, that Andreas Seidel would make a beautiful spreadsheet. You know, I could tell he, by the yeah, by the way he talks. Yeah, I bet. It's, like I know I say, but it's the pastel colors. I bet it's just a rich tapestry of pastel colors. Yeah, and now it's just going to be one big thing where all the functions are turning red in the far right column. <laughs> Time down, money down, <laughs> laps down. Ain't no spreadsheet is going to save McLaren this year. I don't think. No, I don't think they'll no, catch up. I but, think it's uh, a bad way. Let's let's talk about the race start first. Which is where the chances of anyone besides Max winning this thing pretty much ended. Yeah. Uh, he was on pole by only about a tenth of a second mm -hmm. in front of Checo. But when the lights went out, he put, it was 
it wasn't quite a second a lap, mm-hmm. but he basically was putting a second a lap into everybody else, including Checo. Yeah, I think that's the terrifying thing with this race is that I don't think that, I think how comfortable it was for those Red Bulls, especially Max. Yeah. Um, I know that Leclerc went out and, and, and Perez got elevated, but even so, like I really, I wonder what capacity he was driving to. Because you, you got that feeling, especially in the latter half of the, the race when it was just him and Alonso lapping in the same sort of time window. That if Max had wanted to just go south by th- half a second, yeah, he, he could have absolutely done it. Yeah, I, I don't think he was trying all that hard no. to be honest. But with, so just going back to the start, this crop of Formula One drivers going back maybe two or three years seems to be a lot tidier on race starts. Okay. Also, yes, I agree. We had a bit of con. We'll get to the Aston on Aston yeah. violence in yeah. a minute, but. I was thinking the exact same thing. This race started, and for the first five, six, seven, eight laps, I don't yeah. know what it was, there was some passing, but everybody was tidy, and everybody was so close to each other. Yeah. But I mean, remember the days when it was like all the big hitters in terms of one-on-one contact? Grosjean, yeah. Sutil, <laughs> Petrov, and it would just be like Danny an absolute... K. Danny K. <laughs> yeah. It would just be like, shit's going down. <laughs> like yeah. every race start, it felt like there were a lot of smashes. It doesn't feel, it feels a bit, even like going back for a couple of seasons, it doesn't feel we get that same carnage. I'm thinking first lap collisions, there was that big one in maybe Imola a couple of years ago. Yeah. But largely. It yeah. I think maybe everybody just wanted to get through, you mm. know? it. I mean, some of it did look hectic and some of it did look tight, but yeah, I mean, there was a bit of contact, but I feel like everybody, everybody just wanted to get through the thing. Yes. Everybody was excited mm-hmm. and just wanted to bank some laps. Mm. Um, I'm wondering if Checo, is he already, do you think he's sitting, like, is he already, like, thinking, like, oh, dang, this again? Oh, yeah. I, I think that, I think, and obviously he's someone that knows nothing, okay, this way, I think it's like anything, like, within, I think, team-level sport at that level, I think that the best teams managed to cultivate the cult of personality to to a, to a higher extent you see that with lewis you see that with michael schumacher and i think you're going to see it with, see it with the, the Stappen, where although they're going to give chico equal machinery i think that these the great f1 drivers everyone in the team is going to just be giving them a bit more of their attention yeah listening a bit more and i think even in a it's really hard to turn that around such a it's such a data-driven sport and every nothing is hidden when mm-hmm. it comes to times mm-hmm. Just imagine, like, you've gotten to Formula One. Like, you are good. Yes. You're, you're really, you're really, really, really you're good. Best, you're amazing. Yeah. And you come up against this guy who can just pull out a second to lap on you. Yes. Well, yeah. No, totally. I think it's... My morale would be gone. Yeah. I, th- I think that that's, that that's the thing with... What was what was the race last year? Might have been might have been Belgium last year, where Max just start maybe started like last what, he it was Hungary? spa he started spa, 14th, yeah. 14th and he won yeah and he was just oh, passing just people. passing people for fun yeah yeah like it was a video game yes yeah i mean it must be it must just be very demoralizing however there are a lot you know we we talk about this a lot of time like i think formula one drivers do get a lot of sympathy when things aren't going that right because we all want so many of them to do well but lots of us you know turn out the the emails and the work when we're not really feeling that motivated yeah and you know I'm sure they've got lots of... They're compensated in such a way to make them motivated. On the upside, he has to be happy that he could see that this car is fast as hell. Yeah, totally. Who who would you rather be? Mm -hmm. 
Would you rather be a bottle when Lewis was just stepping on your balls for five years? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather be Checo when Max is just leaving you behind? Oh, Bottas every day. Yeah. I think that uh, it's hard because it's like, I feel there's something like that, that Red Bull family. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I think that, that would be the very, very exact thing that I, the coach that I wouldn't thrive in. You wouldn't thrive wouldn't, in? No. Yeah. No, I, 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 you I, I don't You want a more nurturing. I think it'd be more nurturing. I'm, I'm not someone that, I, I, I do well best when I feel secure. Yeah. Which probably would be why I never actually would amount to anything like, <laughs> like these guys. But um, yeah, like I, I don't do well. I, I, I love pressure, but I love pressure when I know that I'm also backed up. But yeah. like going out there like Albon and Gasly and, for years and just being like right well go and do it then and even Kvyat yeah and you know I think I think Ricardo as well probably felt that to an extent I think that you know a lot of time when he was talking about the thing with the Renault was he really felt wanted yeah and it's like they want you at Red Bull but honestly like if they if, just want you to finish second yeah it, but if, if Max went off the pace for a couple of years you know golden boy or not he would like in the same way that Vettel did when yeah. Ricardo came through yeah it's just like and it's brutal which I think is is good in some ways because I think when it's brutal and you're making it anyway it's all the more rewarding and you feel all the more secure. Yeah. Like Max knowing that they would drop him if he wasn't good, he must think, fuck me, the fact they love me so much. Yeah. It's probably actually makes him feel really, really good. Yeah. But for me, I'm not that ambitious. <laughs> I, I just want, I just want, um, I, I, I can't imagine being in that Red Bull family and being like, going up and down through teams and left and right through formulas. Yeah. And being like, they keep you scared. See, I would thrive there. I'm very mm. much like a, like, when the deadline is an hour ago, I do well, mm. like threatened and like I, like yes. my backup. I feel like I would do better than at Mercedes when it just seems like they would hand out hand but, out hugs when but, I yes. probably need to be screamed at. But I think it's like one of those things. Like I think for me, I think a lot of things are creative endeavors, which perhaps other people don't see him as see him that way. Yeah, and it would be to me the same equivalent of being like being a musician and be like and write a number one, write a number one, okay? Yeah, but, like, but I just want to be true to myself and write fucking crappy Morrissey songs. Yeah. And someone would be like, nope, it's got to sound like Dua Lipa. <laughs> ah! <laughs> All right. So first and second, yeah. Max and Checo. Mm -hmm. um, and then somebody's grandfather in third place. Yeah. Should we should we talk about how the race played out or should we just run through the finishing order? I think... I think we. I think we go. Or should we have talked about that before we started the podcast? I, 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 no, I, I, I like this on the talk about pressure. <laughs> Six people are going to listen to this, leaving my hand shaking. Um, I think we go through the start to finish. Okay. Um, maybe talk about some of the, you know, because I think then we'll get everyone in. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, I'm going to forget most of the people. But yeah, I think I think yeah. you know that that old granddaddy Alonso. Yeah. He was loving it. He was from lap dude. 50. He was doing laps on it. I was like, dude, don't jinx it, man. He the, he passed Georgie for fifth. Yeah. Then he passed Bottas. Uh, then the fight he had with Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And he lost it. His rear end stepped out. Lost some forward momentum. Hamilton passed him back. And then Alonso got him again in, I want to say, turn 10 or 11. A place mm -hmm. where F1 cars don't usually pass. Mm -hmm. um, that I know through, through, through simming. That turn 10 is horrific. <laughs> like, let me tell you something, Levy. You could have critiqued his line a little bit. Man, like, I'm like, that. I'm like, dude, trail break, trail break. Yeah. <laughs> Rotate that car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was amazing to see. He was never going to catch Shirley if Shirley's car didn't break down. 
No, in a minute. So we also have to remember, like, I know everyone's super excited, but Alonso is on that podium because a Ferrari broke down and because yeah. Carlo cooked his tires. Yes. Like the, the differential between their tires, he passed Alonso got Carlo on lap 46, like Carlo was standing still because he practically was. Mm. His back tires were gone. But do you think, <laughs> do you think Charles Leclerc is sort of protege Fernando? Interesting that like it just feels it feels like that he never gets the rub of the green he never catches a break he always oh has. yeah well i mean i think that's more ferrari that be, is ferrari. Th that's all ferrari mm. like his car ferrari it did yeah it went full ferrari i i just like i know these things are run to within like you know one rpm of their life mm-hmm and they have to be on the limit. But man, first race of the season. Yes. Such a bummer. Such a bummer. <laughs> yeah. It would just be heartbreaking. Yeah. And hey, Car Carlo knew right. that he had no chance as well. Like yes. he was, before Alonso was within a second, he was like, this is not going to go well. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of, you know, there's a lot made of Science's admiration for Alonso, you know, both Spanish drivers coming up. Yeah, I bet Carlos Sainz Sr. was thinking, what do I have to do to be your hero? Like two World Drivers Championships in Rally, <laughs> just count for sweet all. And I did them in a bloody Corolla, you know? Um, do you think, oh no, I don't think he did them in a Corolla. I think he did one in an Impreza, but that's not the point. How, so how old are you, Levy? 42. You're 42, so you've you got, you got an extra year on Alonso. Yeah, I'm a little older. How has your relationship with fear gone and, and doing risky shit? Uh, I have a lot more fear now. I remember mm. being like, even in my 30s, I was still riding like an idiot, uh, still driving like an idiot. Mm -hmm. But I would say like in the last five years, it's not like I'm like, it's a funny thing, eh? Like, it's just, you're just like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, it's yeah. not like a scared thing. It's like a... But do you think it's a mo like for me, I've no, like, I'm not really a, although I might ride sketchy. I'm not really a sketchy person. I don't get off on doing dangerous things at all. Yeah. So, but I've noticed as I've got older, the payoff is less. Yeah. Like I could I could just go home, dude. And have to do that. Yeah. And be happy. I, yeah. Exactly. Like, I used to even up to like a couple years ago, I would drive like an absolute dipshit, mm. and now I get in sporty car and I'm just like do 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 do, and I'm like five kilometers below the speed limit like yes. I, my mentality isn't the same anymore yeah. as it used to be i'm still sketchy yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah a guy like fernando you know he he won his title 17 years ago and he debuted a, was it 20 years ago or 21 years ago it would have been yeah it would i reckon it was 2001 but then he had that year off didn't he before he went to renault Yes. So he had a bit of He a, did a testing year, I think, he, or something. He did Minardi, know. then testing year, and he, he timed it right. Because I think at one point it was, and maybe I'm wrong, but it was Button, true, Truly, and Alonso on the books. Yeah. And then eventually Button then went to Williams, I think, again. Something like something that. Something like that. Or he got in that contract dispute with BAR and yeah. had to spend... But 20 years. 20 years, a long 20 time. 20 years of doing this. Yes. And going away for... A couple years here mm -hmm. and there and doing other things. Yeah. Wild. But I think it's, you know, like with maybe a good example would be actually a mountain biking, Steve Pete, never winning the world champs actually gave him something to burn at for a long time. Yeah. And I wonder if in, I wonder if, you know, I think um, they said it in the commentary as well, like 
without Lewis Hamilton and Vettel, who probably Alonso regards as inferior to him as, in some ways because... You know he does. Yeah, he does. I mean, I think he thinks... It's weird. I think he thinks that... Obviously, and this is only what I've kind of gleaned from a very shallow and superficial understanding. But in my way, I think he's always had a lot of respect for Hamilton, but I always think he thought Vettel got a bit lucky with the, the way that, you know... That blown diffuser came along. Vettel could extract the most out of it. Yeah, and it wasn't like it's like, but in a different year, Vettel different had the formula. biggest balls during that time mm, with that yes. blown diffuser. That's what he, he was needed. amazing though. Poof. He was amazing. Yeah, sorry, keep going. But no, I I think that that sort of, I think maybe if there'd been, you know, no one had won multiple world championships, but basically since he won, the next couple of years, the next what three years, people were picking off well by one world championship at a time. Yeah, then it's just been Vettel and pretty much Hamilton. Rosberg snuck in there, which I don't know if you heard about. He, he never mentions it. <laughs> and then you know, and I, and I think he's just thinking like, if I had had the right machinery under me, yeah, I would have just dominated. Well, not even that. Like, if basically Vitaly Petrov had got out the bloody way. Oh God! And I remember. I that wish race, he'd done that just like... because then we wouldn't have DRS as well. But basically, they were just like, oh man, we've got to, we've got to change the sport. Vitaly Petrov is the reason we have DRS. Yeah. They should call it the Petrov flap or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know? Petrov flap, that's good. <laughs> that's okay. a good name for the podcast. So the Petrov flap. <laughs> that is pretty good. <laughs> um, are we in agreement, though, that I'm I'm not convinced Alonso's going to win a race this year unless no. something goes real wrong I, up I, front. I agree. I think he needs something super traditional. How far back was he? Like 30 seconds or whatever at the end there? Like yeah. 50 <sighs> seconds a day? But he just needs, he needs something which is, I think... Apparently they said that the race, the race pace is pretty good on the Aston and the tyre management's pretty good on the Aston. I think he needs something shitty race surface where tyre deg is huge. And I think he needs something like a big calamity at the start. And he can pick up... And he needs to be in yeah. the right... I think but that's that's the front of the midfield, whether it's Danny Rick or Esteban Ocon or Pierre Gasly. I don't think it's about challenging. It's about being in the right yes. place at the right time to pick up the pieces. Just story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about Mercedes. Yes. Um... The one thing they didn't do, aside from going really fast, is bouncing, mm. which was good to see. Hamilton didn't look stoked after qualifying, no. but I think he's probably reasonably happy with fifth place. I didn't watch his interview. I don't know. Um, yeah, he beat George. That's all I care about. Yeah. So you know, I think, hmm, I think that the the porpoising thing is very interesting because although there wasn't any porpoising, those cars were looking like brittle in their suspension set through some of that they, track. They look like they did not have traction. Yeah. They That's what I saw. Harsh and un- uncomfortable. I think it's interesting with Hamilton, you know, this sort of tug of war they're going through with this how to put this. I'm gonna have a run up to it and and hopefully it will p- make sense at the end. I think that to one in within one culture or one group of people, you know, for instance, like there's no like I think we've collectively decided or I like to think we have the like the idea of like racism for instance isn't a genuine philosophical argument it's not a debate to be had it's just bullshit and it's wrong mm-hmm. so on that we're like okay that's cool you know great anti-racism that can be across the board but this thing with political statements i think is going to really murky water because to what we might decide is not actually a political thing at all the philosophical debate has been settled something like uh, maybe like um gender norms and things like this Mm-hmm. They're absolutely like flat out like that is, you know, there's still a lot of work to do. But with the discussion is sort of more about how to implement change, not necessarily whether there needs to be a change. But then in, in some countries that does seem a political statement because it's, you know, Hamilton comes with his his his, his helmet. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting this clamp down on on political statements because at the same time, the sport not only needs 
characters, but these people are humans. They need to feel like they're they're making they're making a change and they're doing something good for themselves and and keeping yeah. happy. So I think with Hamilton, it'd be really interesting how that plays out of the season. Um, but ultimately, I, I think they're they're kind of hypocrites. I I know we're going off on a tangent here, and mm. I'm interrupting you because you no, did no. you were going somewhere. No, no, no. But they're they're racing in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. The the guy who decides things like is Mohammed bin something or other yeah. who is Saudi. Like yeah, I. I and because of that, I love you know. Usually, I am not a politics in sport mm. kind of guy. Like mm-hmm. if we go back some years, but times have changed now, and I basically I like seeing Hamilton stir shit up. Yeah, I do too. I mean, like to be fair, like the worst thing about Hamilton's helmet isn't sport for equality. It's whoever thought matching purple and yellow was a good <laughs> idea. That's the problem with it. Like, what you think? Like, it's like literally, like, if I gave my six-year-old niece and yeah. said, "Can you design a helmet?" That's what should have come up. It's absolutely revolting. But that's yeah. not the point. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. And I think that you know, it's funny. Like in in football, we saw obviously with with all these ideals, and then they went to the World Cup, and all these people being like, "Well, actually, you know, you've got to understand." Although I, every tweet I make is about this and the other. If if they're paying me twenty million dollars, I feel it's right that I go highlight the issues from over there it's like oh oh, please please like you would have a hot dog stand at a race right if you could yeah you're only there to service yourself (laughs) but you know what i mean yeah yeah, like there's a lot of and it's it's the performativeness of it and i don't i think hamilton is not performative i think he's being really sincere and i think he's doing it i think he's i think he's got his head screwed on i think he can be kind of slightly slightly painful in some ways but i think when it comes to that sort of thing he's he's an absolute legend and uh I think he's a brave guy and he doesn't give a shit. And I think, good on him. Who who do you have for the season? Uh, ha- uh, Hamilton or Georgie? George. Really? Mm-hmm. I got Hamilton. Yeah, I think. Um, you know who George is? Who's George? George is the kind of guy who says "gosh" instead of "god damn it." He is. I can't yeah. take it. He is. Jo- George is the kind of guy who has a closet full of turtlenecks. Yeah, George is the kind of guy that would get into an argument at a pub and then end up paying for someone's therapy. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna. Oh, oh. Oh, I will. I will fund your course. You are going to be healthy by the end of six weeks. He, he. I, I mean, I would be stoked if he won some things too. When he won in Brazil, I was happy that yeah. Mercedes won. Period. Yes. Um, but I think I think that George, though, I, this is how I see the season playing out. I think that how to put this. I think that George has got a lot of steel. I think he, I think he'll the way he drove that Williams and sometimes you just see he kept his foot in it. I think he's actually a very brave person, packaged in quite a. Listen, he's a turtleneck dude. He 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 he, could, he has multiple pea coats. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he is he is that dude. But I think at the multiple same time, multiple pairs of loafers. Yes. Oh yeah, he calls people a city goose. Oh Lewis, you silly you goose! Silly goose! Yeah. No, you're totally right. Yeah. And um, yeah, like. Yeah, he, he's, he's, the, he's the kind of guy that gets into an argument with his dad and retakes the world's best dad mug. Dad, yes. world's best dad mug. <laughs> well, you're not having this anymore, pops. <laughs> George, please. <laughs> yeah. Should we should we bet something like a, a I don't know a dinner somewhere yeah, or, totally. or something that, like yeah. that? Like I'll, I'll pick I'll pick Lewis. Yeah, I'll pick George. You pick Georgie, and we'll uh, see at the end of the year. We, okay, so are we going just on points? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. Should we do some drop races and stuff? We should probably talk about this off. Yeah, air. we should talk about this stuff. I mean, we should talk about a lot of this off. Air. <laughs> I've literally just turned up at Levy's house. He's very kindly. Well, his partner made me a cup of tea. 
Yeah, she um, made me pancakes this morning. F1 oh no. races mm. mornings. She makes That's pancakes so nice. for me. She's a good woman. That's so wholesome. Yeah. yeah. I um, I did not have pancakes. girlfriend. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, um, yeah, we haven't really prepared for this, but I think that's that's the charm of it. But no, I do think, I know, I think, I think George is a pretty special character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk about my, one of my favorite racers mm-hmm. next, Lance Stroll. Shout out mm. to Lance. Oh, he he took him for a punte. Imagine that. Imagine just seeing like just these two eyebrows approaching you in the pit lane after you fucking knocked Alonso lot. <laughs> You're just gonna just be like eyebrows and fists. Just ah! <laughs> I mean Lance's got some good eyebrows too. Oh he has actually. And it's team eyebrow. Oh over team there. eyebrows. <laughs> Grandpa eyebrow and young eyebrow. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just like um there, when I used to live in Portugal, they had these amazing things called processionary caterpillars, right? And basically <laughs> <laughs> just, I can't, I can't keep going. They did. So basically, what happened was uh, I'll just take a drink. They would tea. they would form in this huge like silk sort of like hive in the trees that would drop down. Then all these caterpillars would go and they'd, they'd pick up each each other's pheromones and they'd form in one big procession that could be like four meters long. This line of caterpillars. And the problem was, if ever you th- you'd be riding along and you'd ride over them, but then oh. basically they break the chain and then they just start going in circles. Oh no. And then so you had to get a stick and try and reconnect the chain. Oh. But you can't touch them because they're poisonous as shit. Yeah, okay. But otherwise they would go like that forever and just like a death march. Huh. Um, yeah, wild, very interesting creatures. That's a great caterpillar story. Yeah, no, and I think um, I think that whatever Lance is giving off is some kind of caterpillar pheromone Yeah. because they're pretty secure. They're anchored on his face at the moment. So before before we get into Lance uh, torpedoing Alonzo, oh. mm. I also do want to say in the first in our first F one show last week, yeah, or actually just a like days, a couple ago, days ago, actually. shit, man, we're pumping Jesus. them out. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Uh, you said uh, Lance is going to get in Alonzo's way. Yeah, that's a classic example. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, before we get into that, I do want to say I am impressed with our Canadian friend mm-hmm. because he didn't do any testing. This is his Thursday yeah. was his first no, day in the true. car. Yeah. Um, he qualified not that far off Alonso. Mm-hmm. He has he had surgery on a wrist. He has a, also has a broken toe. He probably shouldn't be driving that thing from yeah. from what I hear. Uh, and he got sixth place. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Yeah, to be fair, he he's he's done very well, hasn't he? I mean, to go in with no testing. I mean, it's interesting because I think that in some ways you think, oh, to go in no testing is crazy. I mean, it would be like us getting on a bike. However, we know that like dimensionally it's the best fitting bike we're ever going to ride and the suspension is set up absolutely perfect for us so there might be a new bike it would be like it wouldn't be like oh man i'm yeah <laughs> it turns out i've got 40 percent sag on the shock that's why it feels bad you know like it would be tailored but still it is it's remarkably impressive that's mercedes you were thinking about last year <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah no i mean it's still a good a good race car but i'm i'm impressed with them nonetheless and i think that first lap incident so he came in Super so hot. hot, but, but think- Alonso was taking a crazy wide line as well to get better drive off the corner, and so it was sort of like a first lap race incident. In it my was, mind. but I mean, you're right. He did take a wide line into it, but they were they had it in the commentary as well. I mean, I don't know if I mean I think we've all gotten a bike that turns out had a, had the resin pads in, and we didn't realize. I don't know if maybe they put in entry level Shimano resin pads into his Aston Martin because on turn yeah. ten on the warm up lap, he screamed through I as saw well. That. Yeah. So it could be a brake issue. But also, didn't he hurt his foot? I think as well. He had a broken toe. He had a broken toe. That's why he was wearing sandals. <laughs> over the weekend, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Lance. <laughs> Boys. Um, yeah. No. Totally. So I mean, I just think it's gonna be one or two incidents like that 
and I can't imagine. I think before, if you think about how Alonso's been with teammates when there was nothing to fight for, one of those two incidents over the course of the year, whether it be Lance's fault or not, like if they try and double stack a pit stop and Lance gets held up and then Alonso gets held up subsequently, yeah, Alonso, I think, will just be like, that is absolutely Lance's fault. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He's being like crazy nice He's being on so the radio. Nice. Yeah. And super friendly. He called Lance. He said Lance had world championship potential, which I think mm. almost anybody who drives a Formula One car does. Yeah, but he, d- you he know, did. In the he, right car. But he did say that with a loaded revolver pointed by Daddy Stroll. <laughs> Just <laughs> aimed at the back of his head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say the words, Alonzo. It's like he's trying to do Morse code with his eyes in the press conference. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> <laughs> I. I thought it was pretty cool to see Lance do well. Um, yeah, first but, lap incident. You know, you're all good. You're a Canadian. I am one of those. Lance is a Canadian. He is one of those. There doesn't seem to be that much. Like in the UK, there's quite like a George Lewis thing. Yeah, you know. No, we don't have that. Here. Don't have it. No. Well, I mean, because our other guy was fucking Latifi, mm. and now it's Lance Stroll. So it's kind of like, like Latifi was. Was when when Jack Villeneuve was kicking about? Was it big? Did people give no, a shit? No, it wasn't. No, it was. People mm. didn't get excited. Mm. I, I got excited, but people yeah. didn't get excited. But you know, we talk about George Russell. Jack Villeneuve is the kind of person to be like. He could, he could have won the world championship. Cause I think he did a bit of music as well, and you know that he would in- introduce himself as a DJ. Yeah. Be like, but didn't you win the Formula One championship? No, I'm, I mean I do that on the why, side, but I'm mainly here for my Canada, music. Why can't Canada just have a normal Formula One driver? <laughs> we got freaking Stroll. We got yeah. Latifi. I felt yeah. bad for Latifi. You know, he seemed like a super nice he guy. He seemed like a super nice guy. He didn't belong i guess didn't make it no. and then like villeneuve and i can't think of any others but I tell you what that um sorry to just jump through the pits yeah logan Sargent had a great one in there oh yeah i was very i thought it just it sounds silly but just the way he was you best know seeing interviews and stuff yeah best of the rookies but also just the way he held himself in interviews i thought he speak spoke with a lot of clarity with a lot of um I don't know, he just didn't seem like he was like bullshitting his way through or he felt like he was very confident. I imagine that sort of confidence will play out on track as well, being like a semi-assertive, you know? The most American name for the American driver. Yeah, I mean, not like Scott Speed, though. Yeah, that was Scott true. Speed, what Speed. a name. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Logan did super well. He, to me, he was the best of the rookies. Mm. Obviously, there was no real big incidents all weekend. He's been closer to Alex than any of Alex's other teammates. Yeah, but and the car looks good. It looks good for them. And this this weekend, though, I mean, it's been actually quite incident-free. How, how do you feel about these large runoffs? I kind of like the more high-consequence cra- tracks. I don't want people to getting stuck in a gravel pit every single time but i do like a bit of consequence not just constantly going wrong constantly running wide i'm of two minds Mm -hmm. for that so i think the drivers take more chances of course when they have more room to take chances Mm -hmm. um then you see people running people wide and and that kind of stuff which is what i want to see but on the other hand yeah i mean like people need to be punished i think it comes down to the fia when stupid track limits violations all the time yeah. like there well, needs to be some sort of better system it's super annoying well, i've heard as well that also a lot a lot of times about whether they race, race motorbikes there because the motorcyclists when they go into yes. grass and they roll and they get pitched it's obviously really 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 bad they need to slide on they need to slide so for that area. that yeah. I, I think fair enough i mean i think though that with the fia like this nonsense and i they said they were going to clarify it last year a bit but then they kind of went back on it but like just have the white line as the track limit. Yeah. No, on 13, it's actually 
you're allowed to go on the curb. Then on this, it's the just it's the white it's line. It's the white line, not just that. It's the white line, but it also needs to be a consistent part of the car. Like, is yeah. it their inside tires or is it their outside tires? Yeah, true. You know, and yeah. it seems like even that can be inconsistent sometimes. Yes. But they have the same stewards at races and stuff now. So, mm. I mean. This particular track wasn't all that exciting. It wasn't. No. This but was a bit of a snoozer, this race, to be honest. Like, this is what I think I was trying to kind of get at, though I wasn't really articulating it very well with the other day. You know, we have like Instagram or reality, mm. you know, that's what Netflix is to Formula One. Mm-hmm. It's not blockbuster. It's like, imagine if you watch a golfing montage and it's like, hole yeah. in one, bam, bam, bam. Like, and I don't, I enjoy it for the, for the the stories that are going to play out over the season, yeah. not for one race, and so this idea that like Formula One's boring, like this is what it always ha- it's always been boring, and I've always liked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, same. Like this race wasn't particularly exciting, but I want to push back on the Netflix thing a bit because mm-hmm. I've been watching the new the season, new season mm-hmm. a bit, and yeah, obviously some of the stuff is it's overcooked and like, but, it's, no, but dude, dude, no way, dude. we have. To see them talk like that. So they showed a team meeting last year where all the team principals were together Mm -hmm. and freaking Toto is like, it was genuine. Like they were sitting in a circle and they were arguing with each other and swearing at each other. And then they all left separately and they're like having their own little conversations. And this was all recorded and it was all genuine. And to be able to see that kind of stuff, you just need to be able to parse out the crap that you're talking about. Anything with fucking ginger spice when she's trotting around with Christian Horner. And they're on oh, their estate like, like, in oh, okay. yeah, They're basically there, like, doing shooting or something. And it being like, so, honey, what do you think of the front rear, front ring downforce differential yes. for this season? Like, fuck off. It's like, super staged. It they're, like, so, camping and, like, yeah, 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 yeah Oh, yeah, God, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, like, made yeah. in Chelsea crap. And like, that, it sells it short because that's what I mean. Like, there is such a deep, deep storytelling narratives in Formula 1 right from the front but to the back. But they can't. They can't but dude, play they, it. Dude, but they make it half, half the length. Yeah. This idea that it's got to be fucking more. So I'm going to find a tangent now, but this is largely how I feel about everything. Like, <laughs> it's just too much of it. Like, you do, re- like, oh, I'm sorry, no, I'm going I'm to sound self righteous, but I just, like, we don't need to have everything, everything absolutely strung out to death. Just go, I don't know, have the fiery team meeting, have this, have that, mm-hmm. and then ask them how they felt about it in six months' time. That's interesting to me, being like, oh, so, um, Oh, by the way, funnily enough, we're actually just in Spain having a barbecue with the sciences and they're talking about contract negotiations. Just at that time. And it's yeah. like, fuck off of you. Like, sorry, I'm, I'm swearing a lot. That's fine. I, I think the way they're the way they're doing this is they're asking them to have real conversations, mm-hmm. but I think they're at staged times. Yeah, but they're also rehashes of the conversations they've had because if it yes. was actually confidential, there's no way they'd let it yeah. out. I just, I'm three or four episodes deep now, and when I started it, I did not want to watch it. Yeah, it's painful. And now that I've been watching it, I am enjoying it way more the thing than it, I expected. You know, it's I like, think it's um, neat. I think it's, but it is. To am me, I being positive and you're being? Negative? I think so. But to me, this what series is. Oh, I'm here to fix your plumbing. That's how I view the Netflix series. You know is what that- I mean? Yeah, that's that sort of thing. Like, oh my god, this is so much bad acting. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know. I let's let's get back to the racing. Yeah, let's get back to the race. Let's get back to the racing. We're in the middle of the pack. 
Uh, we've got uh, Valtteri Bottas mm. in eight. He was running well, though, at one he point. He was on running pace well. in sixth, I think, wasn't he? he? Uh, yeah. You know, I didn't see him the whole race. I don't have a lot to say besides the fact that he finished a minute and 12 seconds behind Max. Were you rooting for him more or less since you interviewed him? Do you, I mean, do you feel like uh, you got some skin question. in the game now, or do you not give a shit? No, no, I'm a, I am a bodice fan for mm. sure, especially with that mustache. He has like a bit of a yeah. '70s talk, car racing. Talk fun. about a plumber coming round there, eh? right? Look exactly. At him, he's, and he's got that mullet thing, yeah. and like he's a very good, very fit he's bike a, racer. And he's too. also, um, he's also very vulnerable, which I think is yep. probably why he was like lambs to the slaughter in the Lewis Hamilton, yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, but you know, he talks about his relationship with sort of eating disorders and this sort of thing, and. He seems like a very well, compassionate, person. Good thing he's not person. doing a sport like cycling now. That <laughs> yeah, thank God, <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Pierre mm. in a freaking French car. He started last in the post-race interview. He said that he started in downtown Bahrain. <laughs> <laughs> he came in ninth. He got a couple points. Yeah, did very uh, well. The reason that he came in ninth is because they rightfully pitted him under the virtual safety car mm -hmm. for Shirley's broken Ferrari. Yeah. Um, I didn't really see Pierre a lot besides that. No, I mean, he had a better weekend than Ocon, eh? Oh, God. Can we talk about Ocon? So, could you I, just... I, can I you help it me down out here. here. So, yeah, break it down for me. Okay, so... I had to make a lot of notes about this Yeah, guy. this is going to be like yeah. war and peace. So Ocon got a five-second penalty at the start for not lining up right. He was too, it was either to the left or the right. He was to the side. But it didn't look that bad. In the camera view, it didn't look that bad. I'm not saying it wasn't because you can't always see. He can't see in the car yeah. that well, but that's why they have those big yellow lines. Yeah. The F1 drivers use those to line up. But I mean, how much was he out though? Uh, I don't know, but yeah. I, saw I saw footage of it and they like put little... You know, oh, okay. they drew on the screen and he was like visibly farther oh, okay. out. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like if he's like two mils out, yeah, it's the, the guy behind him is going to radio race control and say, hey, check Ocon, which is probably yeah. what happened. Yeah. So he got a five second penalty for not lining up right, which is driver error. Then when he went into <laughs> the pits yeah. to serve his penalty, the rules are the car stops. Yeah. They're not, no mechanic is allowed to touch the car for the time of the penalty, which is five seconds. So a mechanic was making a wing adjustment mm -hmm. and he touched the car 0 0.4 seconds too early <laughs> good lord we're, so we've all been there yeah right so <laughs> that gave him that gave him a 10 second penalty <laughs> it gets worse though it, it gets, gets worse, worse. Go so he goes out and he comes in to serve his 10 second penalty Ocon speeds in the pit lane 0 0.1k over but 0 0.1k yeah that's no, all, that's it's F one. Like they but got computers so, and because when when they do pit lane limiter, yeah, they come and they basically whatever is what eighty k an hour is it? Depends on the track. Yeah, so it's eighty k an hour. You dip below to seventy five. You put the limiter on, then you rev up, and it will go to the limiter, right? But it's I assume it's I don't about... drive my. I've, it's been a while for me. I've driven enough one. Yeah, but I mean, like that's how I play it in the game. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. If, <laughs> I don't know if that's how, if it's as simple as that. What probably happened is. They try to push it right to the pit limit speed line, mm. and he probably braked, you know, five feet, ten feet too late. Mm. So he crossed the speed, exactly, speed yeah. limit line too quick. Yes. Pushed the button. Then came back up, yeah. Yeah, and then came back up. So, Yeah, poor um, guy. He was, he was actually quite um, articulate towards the end when he was talking about, like, what is happening? But, yeah. They just gave day. up at the end. It added up to something like three hours of penalty time. So they just retired him because they have to save the engine because they only get half an engine this year or something like these <laughs> stupid engine rules. Like, 
I, I, that always bothered. I understand. Like, if I was making decisions, of mm-hmm. course, I would pit the car too to save the engine. Of course. But you think with no testing, it's just like these these guys get three days of testing on this yeah. thing, like, and I want to see them racing. I yes. don't want to see them pitting when they're. It's like a hockey player being like, like, uh, yeah, I'm tired. Like, I don't really want to do this anymore. I mean, dude. I mean, talk about like talk about, you know, conscientious hard work. We're doing this on a Sunday in our free time. Ocon don't, to, don't say that. Ocon, Brian's gonna listen. Ocon's gonna <laughs> needs to take a leaf out of our book. Yeah. If he worked half as hard as if he could be bothered, just about. <laughs> it was one of the strangest races I've ever seen, mm. and I've seen some strange races. But mm. that, like Ocon, some of it was his fault, some of it wasn't. You know, it could be computer stuff too, like, um, like a wheel speed sensor thing for the pit lane. Like, mm. it's not necessarily all driver error, except for lining up is a hundred percent driver yeah, error. Um, anyways, yeah. and then you got poor old. Speaking of trips to the pit lane, you got old fucking Landy Norris. We've all been on a we've all been on a ride where our tubeless is leaking. We've never had a Formula One car. The whole the whole the whole system thing is, is leaking. leaking. Six pit stops. Yeah. You know what he did though? What's that? He finished. Mm. They kept him out there. But they, they needed the track time though, didn't they? They needed the track time, yeah. I, I was surprised to see Piastri retire. I thought they would have just... I don't know. I thought they would have fixed it in half an hour and then got, went and got 10 laps yeah. or something. Well, they're not allowed... Like if it's a... Some of the problems they can't fix. Oh, okay. So some of the things, like some of the engine things, like the oils and, and that kind of stuff, they can't... Excuse me. They can't add oil to the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Pastrami had a... Terrible, 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 terrible first weekend. But maybe this is maybe it's quite good for him to be able to. I mean, obviously, everyone wants to come into a race winning car, but actually, first year in Formula One, dude, you know, he was gonna have he was gonna be a test driver for Alpine this year, or he can be in a, a race seat McLaren and just get some laps. Yeah, so well, he not, wasn't gonna be a test driver, he was he would have been in an Alpine. If he didn't... Well, only because then Alonso subsequently. But at the time, yeah. they didn't know that. You know, I just watched that Drive to Survive episode last night. Oh, did night. you? And you got the inside scoop that I'm I never going to have. the inside scoop. Tell me. How <laughs> Genuine. Does, how does Oscar Piastri <laughs> like his steak? Because that'll be like a 15-minute conversation. I uh, They made Otmar look pretty stupid mm-hmm. uh, in that show. Like, if I was Otmar... I mean, Otmar probably doesn't care. But Otmar is the Alpine... Otmar's Alpine, Alpine yeah. Yeah, team principal. Um, they made him look super dumb and like right now I know that Ocon had a terrible race but I think the car is way faster than how, what Ocon showed yes um, and they have to be like I would say Otmar has a bit of a he can't be happy about the race weekend but he has to look at McLaren and be like <laughs> yeah totally. and I think that I would I know that because I, I think that Prema GP2 team they actually rated um, Piastri higher than Leclerc when they had him. Yeah, you know, I saw I saw them talking about that. But it's different though. Well, it's year when there's you, tons of people who have been like, pro- "Oh, I'm going to be a multi world champion," and they come in F1 and they don't score. No, a point. no, it's it's true. But all I was going to say is that for me, I rate Gasly really, really highly. And I know that you perhaps don't quite as highly as I do. Yeah, but I think that 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 Alpine, I don't, I rate Gasly higher than I rate Ocon. Oh yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, like. But think they could have had, yeah. I I, no, I just think that Gasly's a really strong driver, and they probably I think for the better of the team that they got him in there. Yeah, uh, let's keep moving along. We got Albon in tenth in the Williams, pretty good. We have Yuki ahead of De Vries, which I am actually sort of surprised by. Yuki didn't bin it. 
all weekend. <laughs> he didn't crash in practice. He didn't crash in qualifying. Mm. He didn't even crash in the race. <laughs> I am very surprised with that. Do you and think he's a crasher? Yes, he is a crasher, but his his it felt actually like his worst season was actually last year. Like he felt like he yeah. because he at least had a bit of curiosity in the first year. It felt like he was he was changing, he was improving a lot. And I don't know, he's kind of gone flat towards the end of last year. Yeah. If he wasn't Honda backed, he wouldn't have kept that drive. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think. Mm. It's neat that he's here and like he's obviously quite good, but like I, I don't think he's world championship material. Yeah, I wonder if do you think that there's a situation where he gets bucked end of this year and Albon comes back to Alpha Tari? No. No. I don't think Albon's going back to that family. But he's still a Red Bull driver though, no? Albon? Yeah. No. Oh, maybe that got severed then. Because yeah. last year he was a Red Bull driver driving for Williams. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. He was still under contract at Red Bull. Yeah, I don't think he is this year, but he might mm. be. Yeah. But he, I think I don't think he's got Red Bull on his helmet anymore, so maybe not. Yeah, I'm not uh I'm not sure. But either way I like Albon. Mm. Um who do we got next? We got Magnuson in thirteenth. He couldn't yeah. quite pull off another Bahrain miracle yeah. like last year. And Nico Holkenberg just went he, had, he lost four places at the start. He had a wing issue oh, and he? yeah, he broke his wing. Uh then we got Nick, we got uh Joe didn't do too well. We got Lando. Should we get into the DNFers? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into the DNFers because there's there's some some things to talk about. We already talked about Lando. He made 72 pit stops to recharge <laughs> the air system in his car. Uh, the pace, I looked at the times. When he was moving, it wasn't super terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean... Well, I mean, not super terrible. His quality pace, he only got through on a technicality of a sergeant. Yeah. But his Q1 time is the same as yeah. Williams with a rookie in. Yeah, no, that 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 is true. But he was the last classified finisher. Um, the 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 real DNFs. We talked about Pastrami. He rolled to a stop lap thirteen. Um, man, Ferrari. We talked about Shirley's Ferrari engine that blew up. Uh, he was in third place. Ferrari can't do this. I'm starting to wonder if. I mean, not that he has any other places to go mm-hmm. that are top teams, but yeah. I don't know. Like. Maybe Aston in a year or, yeah, or something. Yeah. Like if if I was Ferrari, I'd be wondering why Shirley would stay. To be honest. Yes. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, I think that. Oh, no. Obviously, we we know nothing really. But if we look off, if we just look at how things pan out, Ferrari just it's always they're just a meme now. They're one big meme. Yeah. But poor buggers. I'm sure. Hopefully, they're going away. Yeah. I would. I would love. I've never supported Ferrari, but I would love Me to neither. see them get yeah. a world champ. Oh yeah, I think it would be just to shake everything up and yeah. Because now we're like, I remember when you came into the noughties and obviously Michael Schumacher's domination, and I didn't really appreciate it at the time, but they hadn't won a world championship in like twenty years, and then you watch that for years, and then obviously the relationship that probably you and I have is we think of Ferrari as serial winners, but it's going to be again. It could be another if it, four more years and it's twenty years since they won a world champion again. That's crazy. Which is crazy. Dude, yeah. that's crazy. But I, they've been there. They've been in contention in so many of those seasons, though. Yeah. Like, it's a crime that for Alonso, you know, 2010, 2012, arguably, he could have won a world. Oh, yeah. Dude. Um, yeah, he should have won that. Yeah, he should have won that. I see a bit of Gilles Villeneuve mm. in Charlie. Mm. Like, when he's sitting in that car, I don't know. And the way he drives, the way he qualifies, like, his one-lap pace. His one-lap pace is his, exceptional. He is freaking wild. Like, I knew he did end up I know we ended up binning it in Canada last year, mm-hmm. but he, him coming around through those corners by the Wall of Champions, yep. th- eventually he crashed there. <laughs> but like he was just tossing that car over the curb and turning it. It was rotating on top of the curb. Mm. 
wild man yes it's funny yeah no i i, re- I really hope they get it right eventually yeah i mean they've got to because they haven't been getting it right. i mean just think like arguably you know driver or machinery 10 12 maybe 17 and 18 they should have won yeah they could have they could have won a world championship yeah and they've fucked it every time and mercedes never fucked it no and red bull when they got their shot they took it yeah i feel like ferrari is emotion mm. you know like M- mercedes makes this is this would be a good standalone podcast too Mm. We talk about if only we stuff. knew more about it. If only well, we just make it up as we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Mercedes to me makes like mechanical decisions, mm. whereas Ferrari makes emotional decisions. Yes, but also I feel like and the, they react. There's, there's a great thing I like where Toto Wolf says like you know they're a they're a solution culture, not a blame culture. They don't blame people. Yeah, it feels to me like Ferrari's a blame culture. I think they're. I think, I mean, another year of what's happening in Mercedes, and they should start blaming people. If well, you ask me. Yeah, but I think they they'll just make 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 changes. I don't think they'll. I don't know. I think they will just be like. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Anyways. So that's Bahrain. The Good first race, race of twenty twenty three. It was. I had a nice time watching it. I didn't think it was. It wasn't super exciting. It wasn't super exciting. But it's fucking Bahrain, man. Yeah. It's Bahrain, and what's the, is it? I can't remember. Is it Tilkman the track? Tilky. T- it's a yeah. Tilky drum. Yeah, it is what it is, and um, yeah, if if you're expecting high octane racing at Bahrain. Not yeah. often satisfied. Maybe it's that Sakir when when Chico Perez got that win, different layout, admittedly. Yeah, yeah. But you do need a shunt or something to keep it exciting. And if without that, yeah, it's always going to be what it is. And then Jeddah next weekend. Mm-hmm. Is it next weekend's Jeddah? No, seventeenth. I think it's the yeah. two, two weekends. Two weekends. We'll That's be, a wild track. We'll be traveling for it. You and I are going to be in Taiwan. Yeah, hopefully for you can the watch it in airport or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we take off, though, I want to ask you: yeah. Who is your Who's your star of the weekend? We'll come up with a better name for this. But. Oh, um, I, mean, I think Alonso is a very obvious candidate. Yeah, but actually, he, I think he got very he got lucky, lucky as well. Um, I mean, I think we haven't spoken about him, but it'd probably be Max. Yeah, like he he was Which, just not much to say. Not much to say. I think that's why I think yeah, it'd be inter- I would love to know really where that where the balance of that car is because it might be that. It's comfortable to drive, and Max is able to extract out of, as much of it. Yeah. But I would love, love to see what he if he got really got pushed in quality, and had a really front, fronty car. Yeah. You know, and I, I, so I'm kind of rooting for Charles this year just to try and push Max to yeah. make it more exciting. You know. Yeah. So I, I would probably say Max, although we haven't spoken about him. He just, he's just such a consummate Who, winner. Who's your? I don't know. We need a name. Uh, goofball. Who's your dumbass of the race? Who's your? I mean, poor old Ocon. Oh yeah. Like, 100%. Like, the thing is that, you know, it's funny, like, the reason I don't like this, the F1 coverage mainly is I can't get away from Will Buxton. Oh, I love Big Willie. Oh, I love no. Willie. The problem is, the problem is, you know how you don't like the things that you are? Yeah. When I see some pontificating, pompous and smug British dude. It's because you guys have the same accent. Because, because, because I recognize so much <laughs> of the parts I don't like in my, of myself in him. And I can't fucking get away from it, man. I'm playing the dude, Formula One. Dude, that's a good thing. Willie's everything. Willie's amazing. I'm playing the Formula One game and it's got some non-skippable monologue. And I'm like, you can just hear the smug. Like, he yeah. goes like, and in Formula One when the standard is just so high. It's like, fuck off, mate. But anyway, like I said, but so in the same way that, I, I, I resent him because I recognize myself in him. Yeah. There was something about the bumbling idiot 
drive of Ocon had today where everything went wrong yeah. and I recognized a bit myself in that as well. Yeah, fair <laughs> and enough. I felt for him quite a lot, but I would I would use Willie's voice as my alarm clock. Oh man, yeah, cuz I, I would get up to turn it off. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> you know. Okay. So, uh my pick of the race, mm. um I think there's you know, obviously Max, you know, whatever mm. like killing it. What else do you got to say? But I'm going to go with Lance personally. Because mm. I think he didn't have any time in the car. He's broken. Yeah. He had some sort of surgery, stem cell treatment. Mm. I don't know. Um, I have athlete's foot or something I, I said. No idea. He has foot, op- <laughs> or foot amputated. I have no clue. <laughs> but he qualified well, better than I expected. Yes. He raced well. He got yeah. lucky not taking out Alonso. But yeah, he did really well. So he's my pick of the race. For the goofball, it's got to be Ocon. Like, yeah. And just Alpine in general, but I think I could have picked McLaren as well too. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Totally. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how much I hate Will Buxton. Oh God, we're still <laughs> on that. All right, everybody. <laughs> Do you guys like or dislike Will Buxton? Well, no, because but the thing is that if there was a Formula One podcast and they watch mountain bike and stuff, he'd be saying the same things. Yeah. So I don't want to. Don't like. I don't want to bag on him. Really. Well, it's I'm, too late. I mean, no, 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 I'm not. This no, is no, a no edit no, no, podcast. But what I'm saying is the reason I don't like him is because of who I am, not because of who he is. Yes, a hundred. That's what I mean. Okay. And I think that I don't want to make this about anyone he's other not, than me. Dude, he's not going to listen. Don't worry. No, he's not. But I, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't want to be mean about anyone really. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's a me problem. It's not a him problem. We just talked about F1 drivers. We're going to have to be mean about them sometimes. Yeah, I know. We but, were I mean, mean about Ocon listen, for a while. We were, but like, like I said, the reason that. Uh, the reason I was mean about Ocon is because um, I know like I said you, you recognise the things you don't like about yourself and someone and that's the thing you don't like Yeah. and when I see someone do something really stupid on a big <laughs> stage I'm like well that that should have been me <laughs> you know <laughs> alright everybody that is our first post-race show I think mm. it went pretty well for just kind of off the cuff and yeah. imagine if we prepared a little bit this would be I don't think we do prepare I think we, we bring Bucket Boys to the yeah to the Formula make 1 make it raw to make it raw Okay, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, let's do it. Right. I mean, honestly, man, I think we should just, um, like at Taipei, I want to do some live stuff. Like live? Live streaming stuff, yeah. I'm going to let you do that. I say, <laughs> I say too many stupid things to yeah. live anything. <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> let us know what you guys thought of the podcast. Let us know what you guys want to see or listen to, what we could change to make it better. And also, tell us your picks from the race and your goofballs from the race. Who are you impressed with and who are you definitely not impressed with, which is obviously Ocon. And I don't know. Maybe we'll do another one of these post-race shows. Right, I've enjoyed it, man. From uh, Jeddah. We're well, not from Jeddah, but about Jeddah. About Jeddah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Doug. All right. Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers.